everybody. Is it 7 a.m. when you're listening to this? It should be, because that's be. when the episode dropped. Bad but baby. if it's not, good morning anyway, because this is the morning to celebrate the sporting programs of Brigham Young University. Ooh, sometimes. Brigham University. The <laughs> Yes. <laughs> celebrating the sports that are in the offseason, so we still have hope for next year. Anyway, this is going to be a really fun episode. We're going to have lots of random crazy debates. We are going on a date with Randy Bennett once again, so oh shout out to that. Um, before we get into the episode, make sure that you are following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyaltyRoyalPod, where you'll find lots of fun and interactive content. Though this intro is disjointed, the episode is not. You will enjoy it. It will be a lot of fun. Make sure you leave a review at the end of it. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Don't forget that strike! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! Ah! Are you yes. sure yes? Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, oh, oh. Put this butt down here. Go, 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 go. Welcome in, listeners, to another episode of The Best Podcast. Woohoo! Number one, baby! It's good to hear your voice, Daniel. Thank you. We've missed you, Dan. You as well. Um, let's get some things out of the way first. To prepare, I want each of you to get a snow shovel Oof. from your garage. Oof. Because it's been quite a winter, let me tell you. It has been one heck of a There's winter. There's been more snow days this year than I remember in my long life. Yes. I was, I, the, it's been freezing, freaking cold, and it's been a bajillion snow. That's mm-hmm. the unit I'm going to use. A bajillion snow. A bajillion snow. A bajillion yeah. snow. So far. But I would take this over any of the other recent Januaries that we've had, where it's just like 35 degrees and slushy and rainy. I would much rather have yeah. it be like 12 degrees with a bunch of snow. Well, hey, yeah. at least we don't live in Logan. Oof. It's currently negative uh, six degrees in Logan. Nice. Not negative here in Utah Valley or Salt Lake nope. Valley, so it's above zero. Let's Shout good. out to that. And at least we don't live in Peter Sinks, Utah. <laughs> Any of you heard of this place? It's often the coldest place in the continental United States. Oh, that is. Um, the other day, it had a low temperature of negative sixty degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> negative sixty. Negative sixty. Yeah, it's up, you up even in northern like, Utah. Can you even like survive? Um, negative 60 degrees? I've heard that Boy Scout camps at Logan will go there for their winter Klondike. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and it's just a calm negative 60 degrees. No, so. that is absolutely wild. That's a frostbite waiting to happen. Yep. <laughs> Do your polar plunge. They have to cut a hole out of the ice. Let's oh, take 14-year-olds yeah. up to negative 60 degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. Well, since you all got out your shovels, it's time to do some housekeeping. Let's do it. Uh, first, all the listeners must excuse us. Uh, we missed last week, which, by the way, was the first missed week that was not Christmas of the entire podcast. Holy cow. So out wow. of 18 months, we've only wow. missed three weeks. Christmas, Dang. Christmas, 
and then some random week halfway through January. <laughs> not even Easter. Not even not Easter. Even Easter. We're not Christians. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, thank you uh, for forgiving us, as you definitely have. Um, we are also coming to you on a Tuesday, which is probably going to be the norm moving forward from here on out, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just get prepared for that. Take this podcast a semester at a time. Yes. Changes yep. with Dan and Jared's class schedule. So Changes with the seasons. Just small flex from Justin that he's graduated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit, you know. Yes. It's nice not having classes. I will say that. Anyway, yeah. uh, should we get into sports? Let's get into the beautiful game. Ooh. Ooh it's the beautiful time game? for one of our all-time segments. It's proper football putter. Proper. Proper. Put slather those beans on that toast. Give it here, Malfoy. <laughs> or I'll knock you off your, fo- your football. <laughs> I'll knock you off your football. Yes, so the proper football news we have today is a transfer announcement. Ooh. Ooh. The U.S. international stalwart Weston McKenney has transferred from Italy to England. Ooh. Ooh. The proper football land. Interesting. Yes, he is joining Leeds United, which, if you don't know, has an American coach oh. and two American players, Oh, Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson. He'll be the third one. It'll be nice if all three of them start in England to say that this is our sport now. <laughs> it's called soccer. <laughs> it's yep. called soccer. So this is the beginning of the takeover is what you're saying. Exactly. And it all starts in Leeds. The reverse colonialism starts now. <laughs> I can see it now. Leeds goes to the championship game, and they're playing a team that has lots of English people. Or sorry, yep, I can't say people. English, the Brits, lots of lads. Brits, yeah, Brits, lots of lads. Yeah, I won't say people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we win three zero in penalties, and the only penalties <laughs> that were made are by the Americans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone else misses their penalties. Man, that'd be something. Beautiful. Yep, so go check out Leeds United for your, yes. all of your Premier League needs. Yes. To put that in football context, for all of for real football context, Weston McKinney has decommitted from Italy, 100% decommitted. His recruitment is not open because he's 100% committed to England. Please respect his decision. Yes. Yes, you might say he's transferred. He is, he's, he's, he's a out kid. of the portal. Yes. That's the best analogy. He's He grew up in Provo. Okay. okay. A BYU fan. Got okay. it. Then he went to play football at Stanford. Mm. Interesting. But he just transferred to the U, and he's going to – well, this analogy doesn't work. I was going to say he's going <laughs> to tank at the U to, to, destroy it from the inside. to prove something to them, but Weston McKinney is not going to tank in England. He's going to excel and make us all proud. Right. So what he's going to do is he's going to make Utah football very successful every year until they get to the Pac-12 championship game, at which point he will throw the game. Yes, right. he'll, he'll right. get injured, right? Mm. Okay. But at the same time, it will be painful for a Utah fan because they'll be like, we love this guy, but he's not one of ours. Yeah, mm. he's, he's, not, a, he's a cougar. He'll play yeah. for the U, but wear like BYU stuff exactly. all over. <laughs> he'll just have a he'll, royal blue he'll jersey. He'll warm up in like <laughs> BYU gear. He'll have like blue cleats. <laughs> he's got like the tights and the long sleeve blue shirt. His gloves yeah. have like BYU logos. <laughs> he like does the U down after yeah. every touchdown. <laughs> That'd be something. Okay, yeah, so that's Weston McKinney for you. Yep. yep. That is proper <laughs> football. That is Weston McKinney. 
uh, let's move ahead into professional pigskin football. Oh. No fun league. Yes. The no, pig bladder. The pig bladder. Yes. Yeah. Not skin. They don't. No. Well, did you they know, they the, coated it in pig skin, right? The original footballs were just inflated pig bladders sewed with laces. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lots of like early ball technology before like rubber was really like industrialized was a lot of like animal bladders because they held air if you sewed them together. As long as they were only animals, that is acceptable. True. Yeah. No, like human bladders. Are, like, are humans animals in this or not? Interesting. Uh, humans well, are considered animals. Is it ethical to play a sport with a deceased human's bladder? Has that mm. individual donated his or her body to science? Mm, check the donor card. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Are they a donor, donor card? Or were they deceased before you got their bladder or not? <laughs> <laughs> was, was the bladder extraction the determined manner of death? Are they yeah, deceased they because you wanted their bladder? <laughs> or did they just decease? For other reasons, and you just happen to get the bladder hey, out of it. I just, I just had a really dark thought. It's real football guy donating your life to science. Just take my bladder. Take my bladder. I have CTE. Take my bladder. Put it in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It sounds like something like that. Sounds like like legitimately something Antonio Brown might do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like yeah. he honestly might do that. Uh. Anyway, Stay moving along. Uh, Daniel, I'm sorry. It was a tough loss you took on Sunday. Uh, I'm not. It was definitely not your fault. That's that's what I'll say. Mm. I'm not gonna like throw people's names out there. Osai, Osai, yeah, <clears throat> boneheaded. Your right tackle just is like, I think he <laughs> threw the game, allowing that sack on that last third down there. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling after that? I mean, the off season starts early, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, you know, I have something to say about the referees, of course, mm. about you know some other Bengals players, but. You know, as a as a neutral fan, I just thought it was a tough result for Joseph out there, Joseph Burrow, and you know I hope he can bounce back. When's the two extra weeks? Um, Joseph's camp is telling me that he's gonna stay local and train a little bit first. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. You gonna wait for it to warm up a little bit don't, before it goes. Don't to look camp out camp. for those Instagram thirst traps just yet. Oh, just yet. Just, just yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Super Bowl is set now. Eagles, yeah. Chiefs, and the Super Bowl. Uh, Andy Reid, Daniel Sorensen, and Matt Bushman, apparently, yeah. still on the so Chiefs. I, I don't know what his role is, but he's there. He apparently, is there. he comes in every once in a while. I don't know if he's like actually like made a catch or anything. Let me, let me look is he up. like a practice squad guy that they'll sometimes elevate? He's He's been elevated for a little bit now. Does he have a stat for... this season? Ooh. Matt Bushman. That'll be the question. Over-under on Matt Bushman's stats, 0.5. Over-under on catches for the year, 0. Under. (laughs) Are we counting preseason or not? No. Because he broke his clavicle, remember, in the preseason? Yeah, like he was doing really well and then he broke his Yeah. I I don't think he's – oh, Kale Bloner alert. Kale Bloner Bloner is on the court. Okay. We'll get to Kale Bloner a little bit later. Kale Bloner updates. We will be updating you with Kale Bloner. I'll give you guys the Matt Bushman update later. Apparently the – the Wi-Fi is kind of struggling right now. Uh-oh. Ooh. Oh, we're loaded. Okay. Oh, Classic. Dan might be going fast. I don't think he's oh. recorded a single stat on He has no stats. Yeah. Oh, no, no stats. I don't think you can break your clavicle and come back in the same season. Yeah, um, I guess he's uh, getting back. He dresses for the games, he, though. All right. Yeah, he's mm. active. At least he's not nude. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, they're playing the Eagles, who have a person that is notorious among BYU fans and Provo. Four points per game, 67% free throw. Uh, brick! Yeah. Just brick to free There's throw. It bounced, on we know. it bounced off the back of the rim and didn't touch the court until it was past the free throw line again. <laughs> Anyway, pretty far off. Uh, Britton Covey is also in the Eagles. Yeah, uh, I was cheering very hard against the Eagles, for no, not related to Britton Covey whatsoever at all. Of course. Nothing to do with that whole situation. Um, but yeah, Eagles Chiefs. I guess I don't know. I want the Chiefs to win, but I don't really care. Yeah, I think as far as I'm concerned, as a Washington guy. Can't have the the Eagles winning another Super Bowl. Mm. Good point. Even yeah. though the, you know it might be good for the NFC beast, but it's just not worth it. Well, in your next TV deal, that would mean a lot, right? With the NFC East, the division, the conference, right? Yeah, that's true. You share the revenue mm-hmm. among your divisional members. Yeah, that that something that's something to consider. All right, Justin, you got any? Any skin in this game? No, allow me to be the first to say, oh, my Matt Bushman page just loaded. Okay. My, uh, nice. No available stats. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> no stats. Uh, no, um, let me just say, like, I didn't watch a lot of the Bengals-Chiefs game, which is unfortunate because that's the one game I wanted to watch, but we had other plans. Yeah. Uh, but I did watch the 49ers game. The 49ers-Eagles game for, like, literally the first probably three quarters was just an absolute shh. Shitaki show. <laughs> it was absolutely. Oh, what did so Caleb Loner just, just like Caleb worked Lohner. a guy into the post like he was gonna eat him for breakfast and then. He just airballed it and then took the dumbest charge ever, got called for a block. <laughs> the guy barely touched him. He's hey, coming out right yeah. now. There's no way he stayed in the game. Oh man. Let's, is... what, let's see this. <laughs> okay, he tried. He tried. Yeah, I mean, not, <coughs> a, not a bad effort. That's not a bad effort. Yeah, it was kind of off in the positioning. Yeah, no, he definitely didn't. <laughs> the guy went sideways, and yeah. Caleb Loner fell perpendicular to the motion of the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, the, the first half of the 49ers-Eagles game was like a shiitake show. Yeah, that was It was bad. absolutely disgusting to watch. It was Niners. just penalty after penalty. Oof. Punts hitting the freaking sky cam wire. <laughs> it was just absolutely disgusting. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to win when you're on your fifth-string quarterback. So, yep. shout-out yeah. to the Eagles for beating a NFL journeyman on his first NFL playoff start. Uh, yeah, so Super Bowl should be fun. Uh, Andy Reid. Playing his former team, which he took to the Super Bowl. True. With Donovan McNabb at quarterback, when Donovan McNabb had his Ooh, famous choke shoot. game. Uh-oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Just to have the Chiefs and the Eagles play each other. This will be a fun little Andy Reid rivalry. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of, I saw this set on Twitter, so I don't know if it's true or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid is the winningest coach of all time of the Eagles, and mm. with a win over the Eagles in the Super Bowl, he could become the winningest coach in Chiefs history. Wow. So that's kind of wild. That's very impressive. He is also the only coach in NFL history to take a team to four straight conference championships in both conferences. Oh my gosh. He did it with the Eagles, and now he did it with the Chiefs. So you're basically saying Andy Reid's a GOAT. Which brings me to this question that I saw on Twitter earlier. This will be a fun little debate. Let's say Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl. Okay. 
all of a sudden he picks up the phone and calls Tom Homo <laughs> and says, okay. I want to be BYU's head coach. Hire me now or I'm going somewhere else. What happens in that scenario? As, as what we think would happen? Or, yeah, like, or what, like, like what do you think would happen? What, what would, would you want do? to happen? What would you do if you were Tom Homo? That's all. That's how I'll okay. word it. What would you do if you were Tom Homo? I'll say I don't think Tom Homo would accept it. Okay. Okay, because Tom Homo is going to be loyal to Kalani and be yeah. like, yo, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Like, this is a great offer, right? I don't know what I would do because the NFL is a completely different game than college. Like, it's yeah, definitely. the Absolutely. head coaches that are successful in college. Like, the only person that I can think of that was successful at both levels is Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, yeah. But it's because at USC, he was treating it as an NFL team, paying players, buying their mom's houses and yeah. cars and stuff. So it's like, it was already an NFL team, right? Yeah, kind of. So I don't know. I might stick with Kalani, even though. The past couple years have been rocky, and Andy Reid's the greatest ever. I just don't think that it would translate perfectly what he does to the college game. Okay, that's uh, just me though. Fair. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I agree. I think there's a very good chance that it wouldn't translate. And you know, I guess I obviously have never played college football or NFL football or been very close to either of those things. But it seems excuse like, me, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, yep. It seems like those are. <laughs> Very different environments, and they're you know run very differently. And that being said, I think I would I would accept it. Just because Andy Reid is now one of the best coaches in recent NFL history. Kalani Satake, I'm a fan of him. Yeah. He's done a decent job, I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Probably good overall. I think we're all pro Kalani. Not like outstanding, finance, right? but not horrible, you know. Yeah, I would say good is a good word. Good. Yeah. He's yeah. done a good job. He's building the program. But I don't think he's like some undroppable super star coach that we mm. want to have for the rest of his life. He's not Nick Saban is what you're saying. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it might be worth the risk to try to get this BYU guy who's had a lot of success in the NFL, a lot of influence, a lot of, you know, he'll do a lot of things for the program off the field. Oh. And it's probably worth it, even if there's a chance it won't work out on the field. And yeah, at least he can bring in guys around him who we know will do a good job. So That's a good point. That is true. I would probably go for it. So Dan says yes. What if he says I want to be BYU's offensive coordinator? Does you let Aaron Roderick go at that point then, Jared? I it would it would I'd have to see because is Andy Reid the one design like every cool Chiefs play we always credit Andy Reid. Yeah. But is it actually Andy Reid or is it Eric mm-hmm. Bieniemy, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to know who is really doing that because if it's Andy Reid and he's coming up with these psychopathic plays <laughs> that like get 15 yards and touchdown, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Take that'd be fun. Though, man. Did you guys see that hook and ladder they tried to run? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And the this one blew me away. The screen pass that looked like a deep play broken, but then he th- they threw a screen pass. It was like no one within thirty yards of the guy. <laughs> yep. I was like, so if that's Andy, I would take it. Yeah. Okay. I just don't know. One thing we would have with Andy Reid that is absolutely guaranteed is more players with mustaches drawn on them. Oh, very yeah, true. That's true. Very more cheeseburgers. True. I was going to go cheeseburger. Do you think the cheeseburgers at Lavelle Edwards Stadium as a whole would improve in their quality 
would like Andy Reid have to personally approve like the recipe of every cheeseburger sold at LaBella Bella Stadium? That would probably mean his contract is like yeah. we need to up concessions. He's bigger upgrades. He's a burger inspector. I need a dumb waiter in the locker room. <laughs> He's gonna oh, be sitting there the like on like the sideline and he's gonna open up like a door in the stands and it's just gonna be like there's gonna be like a hot box of cheeseburgers yeah. in there for him to grab you it you get anytime. the Uber Eats guys running out on the field to deliver their cheeseburgers to Andy Reid yeah. uh, yeah. good I'd, for good for the Chiefs it's probably the most we've ever talked about the NFL yeah it was all about Andy Reid coming Reed, to BYU yeah. <laughs> well let's talk about real real football then Ooh, because okay. we got some exciting news coming up uh the countdown to spring football has begun. Oh, yeah. baby. We have mentioned the USFL. We have mentioned the XFL. They are both starting in April and May, respectively, if I'm not mistaken. But in March, we have the Utah Tackle Football League starting. Okay. No big deal. Uh, my New Age Aztecs, we have a scrimmage this Saturday uh, against the Voodoo. The Voodoo. The Voodoo. Watch out. Watch out. We're playing the Voodoo. It uh, should be a lot of fun. Our first game is either the first or second week of March. The depth chart just dropped. I have been named the starting defensive end, the okay. sub running back to come in in short yardage situations, and starting on the kickoff team as well. So Let's go. No big deal, but we're, we're getting crazy. Uh, it should be a ton of fun. The, sh- the games will be streamed on YouTube and on Facebook. No Yo. So I will send out the links once yeah. we get them. We'll post them on the Instagram. Uh, come out, support the game, and that's not just the, that's not the only big sporting news going on in my life right now. Wednesday, I have a playoff basketball game as well. Oh baby, okay. the yachts. We're going wild. The yachts. We're going wild. We got we got lots of lots of sporting events going on right now. Mm. But we're most interested in the Utah Tackle Football League. I will keep you guys posted on the Instagram. Yes, it will be covered extensively here on that this podcast. That will be entertaining to watch. Heck yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Do you know your number yet? I am number 24. 24? Okay. Any significance with that? Uh, I didn't have a ton of money, and they had a leftover jersey from last year. So I didn't have to, and it was my size. And I didn't have to pay the uniform fee if I took that. So I will be one of the only players without my name on the back. But that's (laughs) fine, because I saved 70 bucks. Attaboy. It's not worth 70 bucks for a name yeah. on the back. No way. You're a football guy, right? It's all about the team. It's all about the team, right? There's no individual first. glory. You know, you know what I want on my back? I want spirit, honor, and tradition. <laughs> spirit, honor. That's what I want on my back. And let's be honest. Your back will be all over the backfield. Heck yeah! Opposing teams. They're just going to be scared. Uh, I'm excited. This, this is going to be a menace of all the quarterbacks in the league. This is going to be awesome. Great stuff. Uh, Let's move to BYU football. Uh, Tomorrow, Wednesday, a little voice crack there. No, that was good. That was good. That was just inflection. Voice inflection. Voice inflection, yeah. Uh That was good. Um, BYU football signing day is Wednesday, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the correct day, as you all are. Yep. Um, It is a real national signing day. Uh, BYU Sports Nation, the show that I work on, will be live at 10 a.m. with full coverage. They'll break down all the recruits, have footage, blah, 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 all that stuff. So you can watch that for full coverage. But as of right now, BYU is 56th in total recruiting classes on 24-7. Obviously, that's not where we want to be. But as our last year outside of the Big 12, obviously we start this upcoming year – uh, 
where does BYU need to get to in this signing day, or do you think fifty six? Do you think fifty six is an okay spot for us entering our first year into the Big Twelve? Mm. Here's what I think. If I remember correctly, fifty six is the highest we've had under Kalani. Yes, we've been, in like we've been in like sixties to eighties, seventies, eighties. Yes. So fifty six is it's good that we're seeing improvement. I would like us to get in the top 50s just because, you know, it's a nice number. Round number. Yeah, yeah. but I don't feel like it makes a huge difference whether we're 45 or 55 at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. Right now I'm kind of looking at the our peers, right? Okay. Uh, the people that are also joining the Big 12 Conference. Where are they at? Well, we got Houston, who's at 54. Okay, very close. Okay. UCF is also floating around 56, 57. Okay. They've kind of jumped up and down. Then we have Cincinnati, who's recruited very well, but because they have had Luke Fickle leave them, they have dropped all the way down to 74. Whoa, they're taking a hit. That's a big drop. So we are at the top of our class, I guess you could say. Yeah, the new Big 12. The new Big 12, yes. So that is promising heading into the Big 12. We're not behind the pack. okay. And BYU historically has recruited and developed players. They haven't gone for the five-star guys. And when they've gotten the five-star guys, it hasn't worked out for whatever reason. Nope. So, honestly, I think we're in a good spot. I think we're in a spot where we are poised to improve. Jay Hill seems to be a very competent um, recruiter thus far. And so does... Papinga, so does the the entire staff that he's put together. They really seem to put an emphasis on it. Give them a full year, give them a full cycle, and I do think we're going to see improvement year on year. Even if we have a bad year in the Big 12, it's to be expected because it's transition year. I do think that our recruiting classes will continually improve from this point. I would hope so. Uh, For a little more context, Kansas is kind of around our same uh, recruitment level. But most of the Big 12 teams are the highest is TCU, unless you count Texas and Oklahoma, but they're moving to SEC. Mm-hmm. Highest is TCU, around top 20, and then it okay. kind of just trails down. There's a there's a kind of a big clump in the 30s. So it's not like we're that far off the pace, yeah. right? It's, it's not something that we need to be worried about right now as we're going into the Big 12, but I do want to see that uptake into the top 50s, kind of like Dan said. Yeah. We have had a couple of quote-unquote commits in the last couple of days. These will be made official on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a couple guys, and there's not a bunch of big names, but there's a couple guys that we should shout out. Uh, first, Dylan Flowers. He's a three-star defensive back transfer out of SUU, um, 5'10", 175. He's cousin of, um, what's his name? Cody Keon- Yes. Cody, Cody Epps. I almost said Keanu Hill, but that wasn't it. Um, so yeah, and then we also have Prince Zombo. Who's Prince a, Zombo. Yes, all-time name. I Incredible name. Just like, that's Prince a five-star name. Zombo. Um, a wide receiver out of Liberty High School in Peoria, I think is how you say it, sure. in Arizona. Yeah. Izzy D. Izzy D. Prince Zombo. That's an incredible Prince name. I love Zombo. Out of Also out of Arizona, out of Max Hall's high school, we have a preferred walk-on joining the team. Two-star quarterback, Drew Coart. 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 I like coward better. It doesn't sound coward. Doesn't sound like a coward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Colin Coward. It yes. Perish the thought. <laughs> we also have a three-star athlete out of St. George coming to town. 
He is a six foot three, one hundred ninety five pound, played wide receiver in high school. His name is Jake Hill, also preferred walk on. Okay. And finally, out of Snow College, we've got a couple of D linemen. That is David Latu and Stony Mulitalo. Dude, there's some good names in here. Stony Mulitalo. Is pretty That's nice. what we need to compete on a national level. Mm. Good names. Yeah. Yep. No more Dan Smiths on this team. <laughs> Dan Smith. BYU. Can you imagine being named Dan? Horrible name. <laughs> um, as far as Cougars that have already left the program, we have Jaron Hall, Pukunuku, and Blake Freeland, who will be in the Reese's Senior Bowl on Saturday at 1230 on the NFL Network. So if you're missing uh, football this weekend with the No Fun League not playing, you don't want to watch flag mm-hmm. football in the Pro Bowl, um, you can tune into the Senior Bowl. Jaron Hall is supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks there, along with Max Duggan, Malik Cunningham, uh, Jake, Jake Hayner. Some guy out of Shepard, D2. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, according to NFL Rookie Watch on Twitter, several NFL scouts reportedly believe Jaron Hall has the, quote, best chance to emerge from the group of quarterbacks participating at the Senior Bowl this week. So what does that mean? We don't know. He will emerge. He will emerge. (laughs) He will emerge emerge from the locker room. (laughs) So I do think Jaron Hall will be a guy that gets drafted. It's just a matter of what round at this point. Yeah. It would depend on the teams, too. What are they looking for? Though, once you get to the fifth, sixth round, guys will take quarterbacks just for funsies. Mm-hmm. Which is good for Jaron Hall, I feel like. Great Honestly, for Jaron Hall. the later Hall. he gets drafted, the better. Brock Purdy. Exactly. Brock <laughs> Purdy, last pick for a great team and go all the way to the conference championship. Tom Brady, same Tom situation. Brady, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Zach Wilson. Just kidding. The opposite. <laughs> there was a very funny tweet. What is more salvageable, Zach Wilson in his NFL career mm. or BYU basketball? Um, I think it's a good – it's a fair question. Yeah, that is a fair That's question. It's a tough one, which is a very bad thing. That transitions <laughs> us into men's basketball, which we're going to be talking oh, about. Okay. But shan't we forget, shan't we neglect the chance to talk about the fact that tomorrow – or sorry, today, you're listening to this on Tuesday. Today, the BYU Big 12 schedule will be released. It is getting released at noon. You're obviously listening to this when the episode drops at 7 a.m. because you've yep. been waiting. So when it hits noon, make sure you check out the Big 12 schedules. They will be dropping, though TCU, some random intern – Last night, the night that we're recording this, accidentally dropped the TCU schedule for like probably what ninety seconds. It was live on the website, I, so yeah, that was kind of fun. I loaded it once minutes. and then it was gone. So we may or may not play TCU in Fort Worth on October fourteenth. Yep, I'm glad we play him. And like Justin said, per source, meaning the official Big Twelve Twitter account, <laughs> the full schedule for all teams is coming out. Tuesday. That is a source. Now, yep. it has been said Tuesday. They did not say tomorrow. Mm, yeah, they, they said Tuesday. They didn't say which Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it could be August 5th for all we know. It could be the week before the season. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, the Big 12 schedule is probably out. We will do a full breakdown of that. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy The Big 12 schedule has been ready for like a month, but I don't think it's any coincidence that they released it, that they said that they were going to release it just a couple hours after the ACC released their schedule. I think the Big 12 just wanted to generate buzz and have people (laughs) the Big 12 schedule, the Big 12 schedule, the Big 12 schedule. 
because it's created so much buzz, it will be so much more of an event than if it would have dropped in the midst of the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, all of these conferences dropping at the same time. The Big 12 mm-hmm. schedule might have gotten lost in the shuffle. So this might be a power move by Brett Yormark. Yeah. He's marketing. Brett Yormark does love himself some pub, some uh, some Jay Z style entertainment. Yeah, marketing. Some, some publicity stunts before your next album. Of course, he's the type to do that. He is the type, definitely. Uh, but let's. We have to. This mm. is BYU podcast. Do we have to? We mentioned it. We are moving forward into men's basketball. Yep. Men's basketball. We didn't cover this last week, so we might as well mention it. We came off back-to-back road losses at Santa Clara and San Francisco. Yep. Both very ugly games. BYU did not look very good at all. Just and then disgusting. We played host to 22-ranked, 20, 22nd-ranked St. Mary's Satans. They're like number six or five in net, top ten in Ken Palm. And we play within one point of them. Mm-hmm. One point. We were missing Ali, Atiki Ali Atiki, Jackson Robinson, and Noah Waterman. Who picked a great time? I would say it was almost Brandy's, Brandon Davies esque timing um, to <laughs> break team rules. Got suspended only for one game though. Yeah. So nobody's pregnant. Um, <laughs> and true. We only lost by one, which is pretty great, all things considered. Um, my two cents about how the game ended. Sports are simple. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Sports are simple. They're simple. It's fundamentals. If you have the fundamentals down then you can win games. If you don't have the fundamentals down, then you're going to miss a free throw that could have, mm-hmm. you know, won or tied the game, sent it overtime. Maybe you're going to shove the best quarterback in the NFL after he's already taken four steps out of bounds. You're going to shove him into the training deck. Yeah. Yep. It's fundamentals. And then pull every ligament in your knee in the process. <laughs> yeah. Fundamentals. 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 I'll say one good thing and one bad thing. One bad thing. We're going to start off with that because it's the most glaring, obvious thing. We freaking suck. <laughs> BYU yeah. sucks. Make your free throws. Shout out to Dallin Hall, though. He was playing pretty well. That's not my good thing. My good thing is it looked like BYU was competitive. They played defense at St. Mary's level the entire game. There was a point in the first half where St. Mary's hadn't scored in like 10 minutes. Because we also BYU, didn't score in those 10 minutes, yes. but, but, yes. but but BYU <laughs> was just playing swarming, overwhelming defense, and that was actually really cool to see. BYU, I didn't even realize this, but it's like a top 25 defensive team in the nation right now. Too bad okay. our offense just sucks absolute monkey nuts, so yeah. we can't translate that into victories. Yeah, so this game, to me, felt pretty similar to the Gonzaga game. Not exactly the same, but... You know, we we're in a in a position to win with you know in the final seconds and then and then did it. Heartbreaking losses. <laughs> but luckily oh my Whoa. That was a volleyball Ow. spike. Uh, yeah, what I was saying is it wasn't as heartbreaking for me because we were playing with house money in my mind. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting us to win. Yeah. Or even fair. come close. So the fact that we were close, it's like, oh great. And if we would have won, it would have been like, Wow. Good win, <laughs> but we lost, and I didn't expect us to win, so it's fine. That's where I'm at as a BYU basketball fan. But it is interesting that arguably two of our best games of the season have been losses, and they've been 
sort of the two biggest marquee matchups mm-hmm. against Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And I think that's a good thing for this team. We don't have very much experience this year, despite our upperclassmen transfers. But that sit on the bench for two points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yes. But the the young guys we do have playing up to the occasion in these games, I think, is a good sign for our program in years to come. I like that, Dan. And to kind of continue that to moving forward, I think this, I'm not a big fan of moral victories. I think there are very few actual moral victories, despite what the media will tell you. And I think this is one of them. I think this was absolutely a moral victory. I had in the back of my head this whole time, me and my wife were telling us, telling each other, we're going to lose by 20, we're going to lose by 15. St. Mary's went on their little run in the first half and then the second half too, and we're like, okay, this is where it gets out of hand. But our team fought back. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Down Hall, dude. Like, there's no excuse. Game of the season. Yes. In multiple ways, right? (laughs) Uh, There's no excuse for missing free throws. I don't care if you've been on a mission. We have to to find out where he went on a mission, right? Because if there are basketball hoops in his mission, then there's no excuse. You should be able to find some. Anyway. I will continue my little ramble. Fresno, California. Okay, oh yep. no excuse, bro. He, Philippines then reassigned to Fresno, uh, California. Okay. Yeah. okay, but he was there for the end of his mission. Yes. Okay, so there's yeah. no excuse. You should You should have – that is the one thing you can do on your mission. It doesn't matter how fat you get. You can practice free throws. Yep. So there's no Very excuse true. for that. But we're not in that position without him. He was going toe-to-toe with St. Mary's physicality. St. Mary's plays probably the best bloody defense I've ever watched. Oof. It was – incredible like anytime we drive the lane it was like trying to go up against a thousand thieves with swords like that's what it felt like it was insane thousand thousand thieves with swords yep Mm -hmm. and we this team like justin said this team sucks this is a bad team we lost on the road at lmu we lost to san francisco we lost to santa clara we lost to south dakota like a 350 yeah at vivant um this is a bad team and the fact that we (laughs) In our two best, biggest games of the season, home versus Gonzaga and home versus St. Mary's, we went toe-to-toe and had a chance to beat both of them. We didn't win, and that's fine. We're very, very young. We were missing our three, well, two impact players uh, for the St. Mary's game. I am very happy with the way this game went. I I came out of that game like, screw you, Randy Bennett. You know, which he actually had very nice things yeah. to say about BYU after the game. Yeah. But I was so happy. I'm so proud of our boys. I don't think we'll win any games in the Big 12 next year. But I know. <laughs> I tweeted this out. I know that we are going to fight. Our guys are going to be competitive. We're going to play close games. We may not win a lot of them. But the Marriott Center is going to be loud as hell. That place was electric. And, like, there were 5,000 people missing. There were empty seats everywhere, right? Yeah. But... It was so loud. We were competitive. I am very excited to take this into the Big 12 because I had not a lot of faith moving into this. The Gonzaga game was heart-wrenching, and I didn't really see that as a moral victory because of how bad we choked. But this game was different, and I think yeah. moving into the Big 12, we'll see more of this. We'll see fights. We'll see good defense. Maybe no maybe no wins, but at least we'll be competitive, and I that's all I can ask for at this point. Can I ask you guys a question? Of course. Why does it seem... That every time we have a one or two point lead in the final 15 seconds of a game, that the opposing player who possesses the ball suddenly, like, t- like he touches that ball 
and it's like the Space Jam scene when the Monstars take all the NBA players' talent. <laughs> yeah. Why do they suddenly turn into like NBA Finals Game Six Michael Jordan every time they touch the ball against BYU in the final 15 seconds of the game? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good point. That shot by Mahaney, Foose played perfect defense. Yeah. There's, when he shot the ball, that it, shot went, was disgusting. it went so high. I was like, that's going to be an air ball. <laughs> he was fading away. Like, he was literally, like the, sh- like, the shot was probably released, like, two feet from the ground. Like, he was so, like, he was, like, on his back fading away. Yeah. And Foose, with a 7-4 wingspan, is completely covered him. And the ball goes way up and down. And then Strother hits from Jimmer range in stride, like, <sighs> completely just walks up the court and bangs it. So... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know why. But, like I said, this has given me hope that moving into the Big 12, we will be competitive. And I'm happy with that. I have a couple of numbers from the box score that I would like to uh, mention. Let's do it. Let's dive in. A couple of fun ones. First one is St. Mary's had a player, Mm -hmm. Kay Bowen. Bowen. That is Kyle Bowen. Oh my gosh. He's the nasty little... He played... The entire MSN. game, all forty minutes. Whoa! <laughs> Didn't get a single point. Let's go, <laughs> dude. That is Randy Bennett's like dream. That's dude, Randy <laughs> Bennett would like probably like wrote love letters to Kyle yeah, Bowen. Kyle Bowen. He took forty two, minutes. Forty minutes, two shots, zero points. <laughs> so that's that's pretty fun. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, the other the other stat is the game high scoring was Down Hall, of course, twenty three points. Career high for him. He's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a freshman. Yep. The next leading score in the entire game was 14. Oh, for St. Mary's. So he was kind of in his own league. It's a bit this of a game. game. Um, St. Mary's did have five players in double figures, and we had two. Oh, Downhall and Foose. Um. So yeah, not a great offensive game from us by any means. No. Not really from them either, because they only scored one more point than us. But <laughs> I mean. In in Randy Bennett's book, that's exactly what he wants. Well, that's exactly right? what he wants. <laughs> that's like, true. I want the total to be under 110 and win by one. Randy Bennett is like the Ferences of college basketball. <laughs> you know, like Brian and Kirk Ferenc from the the Iowa's offense. Oh yeah, that is literally St. Mary's basketball. That's very very apt. You know that game they won three to two, or no, they won seven to two. Seven to three with they won no seven touchdowns. to three without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Like, that is, pro- honestly, like, when Randy Bennett heard that, he probably wrote, like, a 20-page paper on how he could do that in basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to emulate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last stat I have, I just saw this. Um, St. Mary's was 7 for 8 on free throws. Mm, only we, 8 free throws. We were 6 of 10. Mm, we only uh, had three players shoot free throws. Seuss was 1 for 2. Mm. Gideon Seuss? George, or Foose, sorry. <laughs> Foose was one for two, not Dr. Seuss. Gideon George was two for two. Dude, when he made that second free throw, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> I was screaming so yeah. loud. <laughs> and then Down Hall shot six free throws and made half of them. So. That's I did see a very hot take on Twitter. Okay. Or a very hot question. Ooh, a hot oh, question. question. Did getting married ruin Gideon George as a basketball player? Okay. Mm. I'm going to raise my hand. I love Gideon George. Jared has thoughts about Gideon George. No, because he was already a bad basketball player. (laughs) He always He is so athletic. He can hit threes from time to time. He's a great rebounder. I'm sorry. 
when we, he graduates, our team will be better. Yeah, and I love him. He I doesn't love him. offer much in terms of consistency. I'll say that. That's very true. This podcast, like, we never, not, not, like, none of us three ever bought the hype. We literally called him the walking turnover for yeah. a full year. Called or called? And we, yeah, we guy, still call him the walking like, turnover. declared for the draft at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah ready. Do you remember when he declared for the draft and all of us were like, <laughs> What is he doing? That was more of an eyebrow raiser than Eric Mika. That was yeah, the biggest call in, like, all time. He's, like, not even a borderline starter for us. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, wasn't he a six man last year too? I think so. I don't remember. I don't remember. Like he was like on and off a bit. Uh, Dan, to add to your free throw stat, okay. Listen to this: BYU, twenty two made field goals. St. Right. Mary's, twenty two made field goals. Oh, oh no way! BYU, six made three pointers. Okay. St. Mary's, six made three pointers. Oh, okay. Like you said, they hit one more free throw than us for one point. And that was the difference in the game. Yep. Besides that, the whole was game was one. exactly even. And we attempted two more free throws than them. Yeah. yeah. Also, shout out to WCC refs. Ooh. Obviously, they the style of game that they called was very unlike a classic WCC game. Yeah. Because they That's let true. them freaking play. Yeah. It was brutal. It favored St. Mary's. And it took us, I'd say it probably took us... 15 minutes of the first half to really adjust. And I hate this that every freaking year it, it's like, oh my gosh, St. Mary's is so physical. It's like we play them every, like, we play them twice a year. No duh. <laughs> yeah. But we we held our own in a very physical game where we were very outmatched and unprepared. Undermanned and we still had a chance to win. I I'm gonna just preach all night long. Like I'm just surprised we were even in this game. Honestly, you guys are right, though. Like, what dark magic does Randy Bennett conjure every year to get the WCC refs to completely change how they call games whenever he <laughs> when is he playing plays it? It's, it's true, though. It's crazy. It's, like, if you look at the foul count, I, this has got to be a stat somewhere out there. We didn't do it because we're lazy, but somebody else probably has. The foul count for a regular WCC game has got to be, like, 30 fouls yeah. all game, right? Yeah. No, more 30 than to that. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Like, each team is going to end up with, like, 15 to 20 fouls. And then, in a St. Mary's game, there'll be, like, maybe 12 total fouls <laughs> called. St. Mary's <laughs> attempted eight yeah. total free throws. Yeah. Normally, like, uh, like I don't know. If we're playing, let's do, say Pepperdine. Pepperdine is attempting eight free throws in the first 30 seconds of the game. Yes. Yeah. Like, their first eight possessions, they are getting fouled. Like, take the oh, game against shit. San Francisco, for instance. San Francisco saw, shot 27, 27 free throws. That's himself. over three <laughs> times as many free throws. Oh, my, my goodness. Themselves, they shot 27. And BYU shot another 16, yeah. I don't know. Oh. oh. Okay, indeed. 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 You need indeed. <laughs> Indubitably Seriously. so. Indeed, I do. Um, all right. Uh, Mark Pope. Where do we stand on Mark Pope? Uh, I have not heard a yes. single good thing about Mark Pope for the last probably mm, six months. The entire yeah. season, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do we stand on him? Because I know last year we talked about this and we said Mark Pope is not on the hot seat, but he's on the warm seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we said this next year. We knew this was going to be a rough year for BYU basketball. Yeah. Where do we stand now? Because... If I'm being honest, this is about what I expected out of men's basketball. It hurts to say that, but this is about what I expected. And so I don't know if that 
means we should put Mark Pope on the hot seat or not. I don't know. What I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. My take is this. For me, he is officially off of the warm seat. Off the warm seat. Okay. And he's on the cool seat. Oh, okay. he's moving down. He okay. is. Interesting. Okay. Down, up, I don't know. However you want to say that. His seat has gotten less he's hot. Safer. His <laughs> seat has gotten less hot. Honestly, I think it's because of this. The majority of the players on Mark Pope's roster were Dave Rose recruits or were transfers. Mm-hmm. Now now they're transfers. Before they were Dave Rose recruits. And I, I was reading like a few articles going into this. And I was like, you know what? This article I was reading was right. Dave Rose had a terrible couple last year's recruiting. Dave Rose notoriously recruited LDS guys. Low Pete guys. From Utah, yeah. So <laughs> normally, like the BYU recruiting cycle is, every two to three years you get good guys off of their mission that contribute to the team. Unfortunately, Mark Pope didn't have that. He didn't have a single guy come back from a mission that Dave Rose recruited that ended up playing for him. So now that guys like Dallin Hall are getting back, Richie Saunders are getting back, Dallin Hall has been impressive all year long. Richie yeah. Saunders has showed flashes of at least being a good role player. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. And he's starting to get his guys in. He's starting to recruit. Maybe we'll see a bump. I don't know. But it just it's, it seems like Mark Pope has done a lot with a little. And things are getting worse as the record goes but our players seem to be getting a little bit better okay so i do think that has a positive trend it shows a positive trend and i do think i don't know honestly like have i been following byu basketball super closely this year can i speak 100 percent on this no honestly like byu basketball has been kind of disgusting to me every time i turn it on i want to puke <laughs> but i'm taking mark pope off the hot seat okay dan where do you stand um I'd say his seat is still warm for me. Okay. It's not hot because of the things Justin said. It's very hard to evaluate him because of the whole mission thing and his biggest recruits are not you know, fully integrated. His, his first big recruits, I feel like, were part of this Dallin Hall class. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Dallin Hall has come in and played well. Um, coming up, we have guys like Colin Chandler. Big uh, time. Jake Wallen. I don't know who else is going to be here. See. But I mean, Colin Chandler was a McDonald's All American. He is one yeah. of the top like fifteen recruits in the country. Yeah. So that's a big get. Colin Chandler was is he officially five star? Or he, was like, he was a four star. Four star. Yeah, four I think star, like yeah. in different rankings, he's like. But yeah, I think it's too early to say that he's not the guy. But I do have some questions about the transfer portal and how much he's relied on that. That doesn't mean that he had like any alternative options because as far as tr- the transfer portal goes, you're either do that or you recruit guys straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. If you don't get enough guys, you have to use the transfer portal and stuff like that. So it's been it's been a, a rough couple of years for him, I would say. Not necessarily because of his fault. Part of it is just because that's what happens when you change coaches and when you change conferences. You get a lot of guys coming in and out. But I think the next p- couple seasons will be very important for him and his career outlook. He needs to do a better job at recruiting and rely less on the transfer portal. And he needs his recruits to come in and play well long-term so that he can build up a good program in 
the most competitive basketball conference in the country. Definitely. What Dan just said reminded me of something. Like, the modern college basketball world relies heavily on the transfer portal. There's no, like, kind of getting around that. Mark Pope is going to have to do that. But being at BYU the past few years, he was in a crappy situation in the portal where, like, BYU was not a desirable destination to be. First of all, unless a guy is LDS coming into the school, the honor code is restrictive. I've kind of had my theories of, you know, basketball guys like to party a little bit more or like a little more outgoing. There's a different culture. There's a different yeah. culture. Basketball culture. Some people have said that that's <clears throat> not true. Some people have said that. But the reality of the situation is there's a lot less basketball players out there and there's a lot less there's LDS Three hundred fifty-three D one teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And BYU was in a position where it was in the WCC. Who, in their right mind, was coming to the WCC to play for anyone other than Gonzaga? Mm-hmm. No prolific about. players. <laughs> no prolific players were coming to BYU at that point. So coming into the Big Twelve, I do think Pope will still rely on the transfer portal because that's kind of what you have to do in the modern basketball world. But I do think it will get better because it will become a more desirable. Uh, stop a more desirable place to be yeah that's interesting I like what you guys said I think I fall somewhere maybe not he's still in the warm seat for me I don't think I'm I don't think my opinion has changed at all since last year because like this year's kind of just crapshoot like yeah we had a we the cupboard was bare he tried to bring in some transfers and I don't know what's going on with the transfers because Brandon Averett Matt Harms, um, Rudy Williams, yeah, <laughs> like like these guys, they're not pretty. Like yeah. everyone was okay. He was okay. Everyone did pretty good. But like yeah. he didn't. There was nothing that he brought to the table that was special. It wasn't like he was a game changer, right? And same with Matt Harms. We thought he was gonna be a game changer. He yeah. wasn't. Rudy Williams. We thought was gonna be our starting point guard, and he's coming off the bench. He's going to go for 16 in one game and then go, like, 14 games with, you know, Caleb Lonark-type numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I I don't know. Because I, I, like Justin said, the transfer portal is a part of college basketball now. And unless you're, like, a Duke or UNC or Kentucky or Kansas and you're just getting huge five-star recruits, you're going to have to rely on transfers until you're recruiting guys, like, until you become an Indiana or a Purdue, right? Like, Purdue, like, their team is full of just guys that are built up. There's no NBA stars on it, but they're all contributors, and they've all been developed. Built up, like, literally, as in, like, they're all, like, <laughs> minimum seven foot three. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Zach Eady, player of the year. This, this is what I'm going to say. This, this will be my final thought, and we can talk about this more as the year goes on. I need to see more from Pope to take him off the warm seat. He's not in the hot seat yet because we knew this year was going to suck. His media relations have not been great. I'm going to say that. I don't like how he's dealt with the media. Like, he refuses to answer some questions and was, like, really rude to the reporters when they asked him about the three guys that were out. He was like, don't talk to me about them. Talk about the eight guys that put their hearts on the floor tonight, you know, against St. Mary's and played great. You know, and he's been like, you know, he swore on air and <laughs> is like, did you hear about that? No, I didn't. He yeah. swore on air. I yeah. After so after the San Francisco game, or maybe it was Santa Clara, I can't remember. But he was talking to Greg Rebel, cuts Greg off in the middle of a question, says, Don't ask me about that. I don't want to talk about that. And he's like really 
hot-headed with Greg the whole time. And Greg's like, okay, you know. And then after the interview, you hear Mark slam down his headset and just scream, this is shit! Like, super loud. And Greg is like, oh my gosh, what is going on, you know? And so, like, Mark Pope's good. Honestly, I feel, like, I feel bad for him. I, th- th- like, this must be a crappy position to be in. Right, yeah. and, and I, that's why I'm not, I'm not out on him, but I'm not in on him. Because it is a crappy position that he's in. But at the same time, like, I don't think BYU is any more of a desirable place to be now than it was when Mark Pope came in, right? Like, yes, he beat Gonzaga and had that magical year his first year. We haven't done anything since. We made the mm-hmm. tournament once and got, you know, we had to play Final Four UCLA. But I'm going to give him yeah another year or two. Unfortunately, that's kind of just what we need to do because it's basketball and it, there's not as many players that you're going to get on a year-to-year basis. Um, and I guess my last, last thing, okay, Spencer Johnson, Gideon George, and Trevin Mill. They have all been here the whole time Mark Pope has been here. Yes. In my opinion, I think Spencer Johnson's become a slightly better defender. But other than that, none of them have become any better of a player than they were when they got here. And that's what worries me. And I know, like, they, they might just be extenuating circumstances. We haven't seen Trevin Nell at all because he's been injured. You know, um, Gideon George, who knows? Is he just, like, uh, an outlier? And then, like I said, Spencer Johnson has made improvements on the defensive end. Yeah. Has hit some clutch threes. I think he's improved offensively as well. Okay. I, yeah. He's, I think Spencer, Spencer Johnson, Johnson has improved. has gotten better. Yes. Okay. He's still not... Probably the quality of player we need, but he's and maybe yeah, and maybe that's okay. Maybe he's just not that type of yeah. player. And that's my counter argument to that. Like the, each of the three players you've listed, like even going back to like their high school, like their junior college stuff. In the case of Gideon George, none of those three were like star guys. Yeah, they were all guys that played super well, but played their role and played it well. They've all played their role well at BYU too. Like I just think like it's impossible to ask Mark Pope to turn. A guy that has always been a role player and kind of fits best as a role player to become a star player, right? And I, I don't think I'm saying they need to become star players. I mean, actually, I mean Alex Barcelo did that. He went from yeah. role to star, so maybe yes. it is possible under Mark Pope. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I need to see more develop from from him yeah. because Definitely. I I have not seen it to a point where I'm comfortable saying, okay, you know, once he gets his guys in here, we're going to be okay. Because I don't know mm-hmm. if he can develop the guys into. Guys that are going to win, you know, five Big 12 games, right? So I'm going to stay on the hot seat or on the warm seat with Mark Pope, but I, I'm not, I'm definitely not moving to cool, but I'm probably not going to go hot just yet. Yeah, I guess my last thoughts on Mark Pope. I would like to see what are my last thoughts? Wasatch Academy. I feel like I would like to see more of that. Mm -hmm. Richie Saunders. Is from Wasatch Academy, I believe. Mm-hmm. So is yes. Foose. Foose is from Wasatch Academy. They so have some good Fushy. prospects. We need to get more of those as you know, in-state. We need to become an in-state program that is attractive to those guys. Yeah. And you know, we've done, we've gotten some of those so far. I'd just like to see that improve. And I think that's an underused resource that we have that can really help us going into the Big Twelve, because those guys can go to a Power Five program. You know couple hours away i don't even know how far away it is but <laughs> it's probably within two hours knowing the wasatch front yeah but yeah i think that's a resource mark pope 
should capitalize on and maybe the international recruiting he can also tap into a little more i feel like he's definitely done more of that than dave rills absolutely Very in africa uh-huh. oh, yeah. um <laughs> i hope he can keep that up and he'll figure that out a little more because i feel like without Fus and without alex barcelo mark pope is definitely on the hot seat right yeah very much and because I think... none of the other players that he's brought in have really moved the needle for me yes yeah. and i think that's part of what i'm trying to say that was a good way of putting it dan like yeah he's hit on foos and alex marcel and that's it yeah. you know dallin hall's so far yeah, so he's showing good. He's, yeah, showing. he's showing so promise. far so good yeah but, and it'll be nice to have him for his whole college career yes so yeah see that the the future looks very bright for him yeah i guess in conclusion for me mark pope hasn't really done anything to make me say yeah he's the guy because his best season was what was it like three years ago <laughs> two or three years 20, ago 2019 um but you know like jared and justin have been saying it's i still like even though it has been three years i still it still feels early to me for some yeah, reason yeah, to yeah, fairly sure. evaluate and covid was in there too like we have to throw that in yeah, there definitely covid threw a wrench in everybody's you know machine so it's not like we can discount him for not producing during a global pandemic yeah can I shift the conversation to another coach? Please. Yes. We have to address the elephant in the room. Of course, on our television screen was Randy Bennett. Mm. So I've prepared a few would you rather questions featuring Randy Bennett that I would like you guys to answer. Randy okay. Bennett, we should remind you all, that's mm. still our most listened to podcast. Yeah. It's called A Date with Randy Bennett. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. we'll the name is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> a Date with Randy Bennett part two. Part two. Thank you, Randy Bennett. So let's start out with the date. Okay. Oh boy. Is it, are these would you rather's or yeah, what's the it, format here? Okay. Okay, you ready? Would you rather go on a candlelit dinner date with Randy Bennett or fail out of college? Oh my gosh. Mm. I'm going to say this candlelit dinner, less light. Mm. Yeah. If it was like a fully lit dinner, devilish eyes glowing more, like a red hue around his body. You know, Steve Jobs didn't finish college. That's true. (laughs) So it's not the worst thing that could happen to someone. (laughs) Is that your choice? Are you going to Uh, that? I think I would just take the date. Probably the candle because it is candlelit. You know you. Less tell it's maybe I don't have glasses. Here's, here's another but thing: I could take off my glasses, and I couldn't even tell who it was. <laughs> I, I, I should have. Randy Bennett orders for you. Oh, what is his palate? Do we like? know what Randy Bennett he's eats? He's way skinnier these days. Have you guys noticed? He's like a normal human being size now. Yeah. Has he shed some he's pounds? He's so skinny. He's not like a freaking mm. Russian nesting doll anymore. No. <laughs> Where are we eating? Like a Koopa Troopa. I think that's another question. His choice. Where would he, where would Randy Bennett go on a date? It's probably some like weird health food place in Morocco. It could be that. It could be in California. He goes to Australia to recruit a bunch. Like they've got like six Aussies on there. Vegemite. (laughs) That's a good hypothetical. Mm. I would say the date with Randy Bennett. Okay. Low lighting conditions, optimal. Mm. Um, Food is food. And I yeah. love eating. I think I'm a 
Wait. fat man and like just a medium sized body. <laughs> what if he just orders you like tofu though, or like an impossible burger? I actually accidentally ordered Beyond Orange Chicken at Panda Express one time. Oh, yeah? I was like, this is kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> then I figured Still out good? that it was vegetables instead uh, of vegetables. meat. Vegetables. Or he was, orders you. Okay, he orders you buffalo cauliflower bites. Oh yeah. Oh. I had those for the first time in Texas. They sucked. They were awful. <laughs> they were disgusting. Our wings. Uh, my question is, who's paying? Mmm, that's a good question. Uh, uh, if he's paying, I'm taking the date. He's paying. He's yeah, paying. All right, all right. I he's think I'm paying. a damn then. He's ordering for me. It's a one-off thing too, yeah. right? If you drop yeah. out of college, I can't be dropping fail out, of out of college. Okay. Like, I have a better. Would you rather than if you're kay. if you're not looking for one-time things? Uh-oh. Would you rather <laughs> walk to the middle of San Francisco? Homeless encampment. Mm-hmm. Pick up the first needle you find in the gutter. Oh, jeez. And inject yourself with it. Oh, boy. Or. 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 In your favorite media. Like, all your favorite medias. TV shows. Radio. Oh, boy. Uh, movies. Disney whatever. Plus. So, let's say, radio, let's say, let's yeah. say it's visual. Okay. Radio's a big one if it's If it's TV or movie. Kay. At some point in the movie, at any given time, Randy Bennett's face will appear smiling at you. <laughs> like, Look, the, like looking you dead in the eyes. Like the scream jump scare things that they yeah. had in the 2000s. Oh, but it, it won't be like massive. It'll just be like there. But like your eyes will automatically track you. <laughs> but let's say like if it's a podcast or a radio, at some point, the, the voice will slowly transition to Randy Bennett's voice. For 15 seconds. Oh, and we'll, and we'll <laughs> and like, go back. You can't avoid it. And then it'll go back. It'll slowly <laughs> yeah. transition. Wow. So every piece of media you consume for the rest of your life will have Randy Bennett haunting you. Mm. Which do you take? I'm going to be honest here. I think I'm going to take the Randy Bennett haunting just because yeah. I don't want to get like syphilis or okay. something. Let's, let's say it's not San Francisco then. Let's say it's, it's a needle that you find in front of a CVS. In Wichita, Kansas. Okay. <laughs> this one is a harder one for me. I, I still think I'm going ready. Because but I Randy Bennett. Anything to do with needles, bro. Like, that would ruin my life. <laughs> it's true, though. That's true. It no would more ruin movies, Marvel movies. No like TV. <laughs> Imagine this. Sorry for the graphic nature of for this, <laughs> listeners. Imagine you're like setting the mood in your house you know you're, you're trying to get some spicy time going Uh-oh. and then all of a sudden when things get spicy who is singing randy bennett, <laughs> randy bennett. man that's a turn off here's what i would do i would get the needle wait what do we have to do with it just just inject inject yourself. ourselves yeah just poke ourselves yeah like let's say like a saline solution but you have to use okay. that needle we have to use the needle i would do that and then I would have someone pee on it or something. Yeah, nice. <laughs> to, to, you know, clean it to out. Disinfect it. That's yeah. how it works. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Get a jellyfish. And then, it. yeah, I would check myself into a hospital. <laughs> get all my vitals monitored. Get some blood tests and hope for the best. All right. Okay. Dan's taking the needle. Yeah. And that's, that's my move. <sighs> Still hard on, dude. I was. This, I this one is hard. needle. Uh, do I get to choose where to stab myself? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You just inject okay. yourself. Okay. All right. I'm stabbing myself in the pinky. 
I'm going to get it surgically amputated. <laughs> I do not want that pinky. Your pinky fit. I might stab myself in the earlobe. Ooh, oh, nice self-piercing yeah, that's there. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Probably not very bloody. I hope. I don't, mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Happen. Well, if you're missing an earlobe, like nobody's gonna be listening. Yeah. You, yeah. Don't, you don't need your earlobes. You do just you? like pretend like you had a gauge at one point. People will think you're cool. Maybe gauge went wrong. Maybe that's the move. Then just do it on a small body part and amputate it. Cut it off just soon after. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing can spread. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. peeing on it also helps. Yeah, you gotta pee on it. Gotta pee on it. What if Randy Bennett has to pee on it? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Man, do we have to watch him pee on it? Or should we, like, you have to look at him in the eyes while he pees oh, on your wound? I would want to get knocked out for that. <laughs> You can just send me a urine sample to mail and I'll pour it on it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a Would You Rather's with Randy Bennett yeah. and the Royal Strong Shoe Podcast. Yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Um, BYU still has basketball games. Unfortunately. Let's just mention that. Mm-hmm. Yep. This week, we have two home games. Thursday against LMU and Saturday against Specific. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's hope we can do a little better than in January when we went two and five in conference play. Very nice. Let's try and start February off on a good foot twice. Over under one and a half wins this week. I'm gonna take one and a half wins. That's a tough one. I'm gonna go over. Okay. I was at the game on Saturday. My hope has been reinvigorated. Okay. I, I don't think we'll make any sort of postseason tournament. But I think we can win both of these games. I think we definitely can, especially because they're both in Mary's now. Yeah, that's yep. true. I'm going to go... My heart wants to tell me over, but my brain is saying under. Mm, the classic Where do I go? So what do you bet with? Your we heart need soccer team over mind. here. Um, I'm going under. Maybe it's a defense mechanism. You disobey the number one rule of sports betting. Always go with your heart, never with your mind. Never go with the logic. Always works. Always, Always go works. with instinct. Yeah. Really. <laughs> uh, sports betting of Jesus, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Right. Justin, you and take you me are. over the under. I'll take the over, just for funsies. All right. Why not take the uh, over? <laughs> historically, we have played well against both these teams at home. Though I do think if we lose, it will be because Dirty Mullet Man drops a 30-piece oh, in the Marriott oh, Center. No. Freaking Leal Pepe. Freaking LMU. I hate Dirty yeah. Mullet Man. Oh, man. Um, I have one last question to ask you guys. Right. BYU's one chance of making probably any tournament is winning the WCC tournament. Yeah. Yeah. After one-point losses to Gonzaga and St. Mary's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say that we could win the WCC. It's completely out of the realm of possibility. 100%. Okay. Explain. Explain. If we only had to play Gonzaga or St. Mary's, <laughs> yes. But the fact that we'll have to go through like Portland or Pepperdine San or Francisco. LMU or San Francisco to get there or like a combination of those teams as we'll probably be like the freaking six seed, yeah, we'll we will like not be games. able to beat those teams to get to that point. But if let's say we magically get third place and only have to play like a St. Mary's or Gonzaga, then yes, there's a chance we win. Otherwise, not a chance in hell. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 
that's going to be my emotional investment in BYU basketball this season. Okay. It's hoping for that. It's scheduled. I'm, I'm, not, like it. I'm not like buying into it too much, but just in the back of my mind, I'm like, that would be fun if that happened, and there's a chance it could happen. Just It's like a penny stock. Exactly. Yeah, a you pennies. can convince yourself, like, hey, we only lost by one point to the two best teams in the conference. I know. Right? If you just look at that, We're there's two a points chance. away from number if we, one. If we exactly. make shoot like... 10,000 free throws a day, each player. Yes. <laughs> then we've made up the difference. <laughs> Remember when BYU's like, defense did tackling school? Yeah. Oh my and God. then we... <laughs> tackling <laughs> school. We need to do free throw school. Like Players aren't allowed to like leave the gym until they've made like 500 free throws. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Tyler Hall should come in just as like a specialty free throw coach. <laughs> we should hire him, honestly. We should. And he can be just a team dad. He throw him. gets Honestly, everybody so off tipped. at four thirty yeah. in the morning. Goes over to the local church. Yeah, he knows how to do that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think there is a possibility. I I forgot that the West Coast Conference tournament is whack. Yeah. It's like the yeah. triple buy for it's the like number a, one a seed and stuff. For a play yeah. in for a play in. Yeah, yeah. It's like the most narrowly shaped tournament bracket you'll ever yeah. see. In your yeah, life. it's the dumbest thing ever. Um, so maybe that, like Justin was saying, like you will not only will you have to play those teams, but you'll have to play games that St. Mary's and Gonzaga are not playing. Yep. Yep. You're gonna be tired. Um, I don't know. That's what I'm convincing myself of, though. We could win the West Coast Conference tournament. It's possible. It is not plausible. Possible. It is. This exactly. is this is college basketball. It's within the realm of possible. We have a chance until we don't. Yes. Yeah. Especially in March. Especially in March. March is a beautiful month. Any closing thoughts for you guys? We wrap up January. We wrap up men's basketball being a heartbreaking, soul-sucking serial killer. Uh, follow men's volleyball. Apparently, they're doing pretty good again this year. So, yeah, if you want to just like give up on men's basketball, I don't blame you. Men's volleyball is something you can switch to. Yeah, uh, check out the Daily Universe website. Mm-hmm. All men's volleyball articles will be written by me. Heck yeah. Okay, check out UC Irvine. No Lauren Gustin, is that her name? Yes. Yeah. The double double machine in women's basketball. The like 2020 machine. Yeah. She's a good player. What other things can people check out? Alternatives to BYU basketball. Um, Utah <laughs> Tackle Football League on Facebook. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Clear your schedules for mm-hmm. that. It's a big one. XFL USFL starting soon. Mm hmm. All right, I think that's yeah, good for that's people. All the sports you need. All right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very glad that you decided to stick around with us. If you're still listening at this point, go on our latest Instagram post and comment the word tissue. As in cell tissue. As oh. in the tissue you will cut off after you stab yourself with a needle found outside of a CVS in Wichita, Kansas. As in the tissue that you will be donating to science in order to allow your bladder to be used as a ball. <laughs> oh, man. Lots of tissue this Lots episode. of tissue this episode. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod where you'll find a lot of fun and interactive content. Help us get the 200 followers on Instagram. Share the episode with your friends. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye now.